The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. And welcome wrestling fans to the Ice Hour. This podcast is aimed at promoting the world of Division Three college wrestling and is named for the late Hall of Fame coach Dave Eisenhower. Here we'll talk about topics and news that's relevant to those who compete for the love of the sport in Division Three. The Ice Hour is sponsored by My House Sports Gear. Check out their line of wrestling gear and apparel at MyHouseSportsGear.com. Subscribe using your favorite podcasting app by going to MattTalkOnline.com slash ice. Now up on episode five of the Ice Hour D3 Wrestling Podcast, we're going to be talking with one of the best wrestlers in Division Three. Currently, his name is Riley Lefevre, a two-time NCAA Division Three champion, going for title number three this year as a junior. Undefeated as a freshman, took just three losses last year, none of which to Division Three competition. And uh, first of all, Riley, this is this has got to be you got a little bit of excitement building around you now. You've you've got two titles out the way, you've got two more to go, and you're just coming off a win over Division One All American and Kenny Courts from Ohio State. So uh, things seem to be firing pretty well for you right now. Uh yeah, it was uh, definitely a way to start off the year. You know, um, have a had a great tournament at uh, Eastern Michigan and got some good matches in. So definitely a way to start off the year. So it was when we look at wrestlers of your caliber, you were in the finals in Fargo uh, in, in freestyle at junior finals. So this isn't like something that's like, all right, well, you know, you're you're a D three kid that's developed there. You were a pretty solid commodity coming in, and obviously with your two older brothers already wrestling at Wallbash, the decision to go there probably wasn't a tough one. But when, when you're in the finals of Fargo and people are like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what, did we miss the boat on this kid?" What was it like for you to to break out? And be like, "Sorry guys, I'm going to Wallbash my brothers." Yeah, I mean, my decision was already made up by then. You know, rest, I got to wrestle uh, in high school with my brothers, and that was just a great time. You know, really. Uh, <laughs> really fun time then so i mean it was really just an easy decision just to continue have a chance to wrestle with them again in college so i mean didn't really have to think about it too much you know what were some things that wabash brought to the table that you felt were right for you besides your brothers well beside uh beside the uh, the wrestling aspect you know academically wabash is a uh great school um the size the size of wabash uh, I, I love the small school feel and uh it's also an all-male school, which actually doesn't really sound uh, too pleasing from the get-go. But uh, after I came on a visit here, I actually came on a vi- uh, came to Coach Anderson's camps here back in high school, and that really uh, hooked me at first. But other than uh, the wrestling aspect, you know, just the academic aspect of the school is, is great, and uh, the atmosphere of the school in general just awesome. And, you know, the coaching staff here is second to none. You know, I love them, so. Yeah, plus Brian Anderson, it's kind of hard to deny that that glorious red beard that he rocks. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a good one. Now, is every time I was thinking about you guys last year, is here, um, you know, I'm seeing you guys at the Midlands at the D threes. The only thing that was, keeps running through my head is that Beastie Boys lyric of three Brad brothers you know so well." And uh, I guess everybody in Division three got a chance to do that. You and Connor and Reese made the Division three finals first time in history that three brothers have made it, especially in the same year. And what was you know what was that moment like before you guys stepped on the mat and you're like, "Holy crap! All three of us are in the finals." I was so nervous i was too nervous to even think about it you know like uh last year was a whole different ride at nationals than my freshman year i i felt more prepared emotionally my freshman year but last year especially being the last match being the biggest of the brothers having to wait 
till they wrestled in the finals, having to just, I don't know, it was just an emotional roller coaster last year. It was super tough, but uh, looking back on it, uh, it, was, it was awesome. You know, it was such a privilege and, and a blessing to be able to do that with my brothers. Yeah, and uh, they're twins, right? Yes, they are. Yeah, but you, you couldn't tell by the, the variance in hairstyles that they bring to the mat. <laughs> yeah, they, that was something new that uh, Connor, Connor tried uh, last year, started shaving his head. Now, when it comes to U three D, how do you think U three all? I mean, do you have a completely different style than the other two? I remember seeing uh, Reese seemed to be more of a cradle guy, and, and he pinned a, lot, a couple D one guys with that at the Midlands. And you know, you know, what about the the dynamics and styles? Is it you wrestle differently because you're bigger? Or is it something you all kind of grew up wrestling the same way and, and veered off as you got to know what what, what you liked? Well, yeah, it's a mixture. Um, growing up, they were always better than me. So, well, they were they were older, so the older brother has to beat on the little exactly, brother. yeah. They were always better, so I always tried to emulate my style after them. Once I started to pick up on things later in high school, so at first you could say I, I kind of emulated my style after them, but once I started to pick up on things, I kind of, you know, made my own style, I guess. But off of off their, you know, fundamentals, I guess you could say. So we each have a different style now, definitely. But uh, I'd say earlier we both we all had the around the same base. But uh, as the bigger wrestler, I don't know if I necessarily wrestled different, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we wrestled different in some ways. <laughs> now, when people talk about, you know, a freshman coming through and, and winning a title, there's always that talk, the four-time talk gets started. You went undefeated as a freshman. And, of course, there's only, you know, Marcus Levester at Augsburg was an undefeated D3 four-time champ. And, uh, obviously, we know that guy named Sanderson uh, that did it at Iowa State in the Division One level. But, you know, after that first year, did that did you start thinking about that at all? Or did you realize, you know what, we're, we're going to see some Division One guys on the schedule. We're going to go to these open tournaments. The the opportunity for you to wrestle guys that are uh, highly ranked in Division One's there, were, were you worried about saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to go undefeated my entire career? Or was it just kind of an afterthought? I guess there was a thought of that, but after having that thought, I just started to put a bunch of pressure on myself. So I guess it was just a short little, a short little thought because I mean, I learned the most from when I, when I wrestle my the toughest opponents and usually end up losing, you know, you learn the most from those matches that those close matches that you probably, you think you should have won or you, you lose by one or something real slight like that. So, I mean, it didn't, I wasn't really focused on, uh, going undefeated or winning four in a row or anything like that. I'm focused on just becoming the best wrestler I can be and improving. And just that, that's my goal as a wrestler to be the best I can be and improve. Do you think you, you sometimes are, you know, wrestlers like yourself that have had success against division one opponents, every time you step out there, you kind of have to carry the torch a little bit for respect of a division three athlete on the wrestling mat. I mean, I guess so. I don't really feel that at all. I remember last year there'd be some coaches who'd be like, "Yeah, you got to go out to Midlands and show them what D three is all about." I'd just laugh about it, but I mean, I don't really give it any more thought than that. I'm just another wrestler that's trying to uh, take some ground and have some fun. So, I mean, not really. Well, you look at one of your your first loss last year, if I recall correctly, was uh, was against Ophir Bernstein of Brown, who was coming off a, an All American finish the previous year. You know, at the Midlands, and you know, it, it it was your first college loss. And, and how did you react to that? Obviously, the rest of the tournament didn't go uh, very well for you, as, as you lost another Division One opponent. But you know, when when your first loss, it had to be against a, it was a tight match against a D one caliber, you know, All American. You know, did that kind of like validate it a little bit? Be like, all right, you know, I can I can hang with these guys. I I know I'm just as good as these guys. Well, not really. That one stung a bunch because 
I already knew that. I already knew I could just from wrestling with them over the summer and stuff like that. So that one hurt a bunch, especially when I lost just on riding time. Gave up a couple reversals, couldn't get out on bottom. So, you know, those ones always stink, the ones that you lose by one point, those close ones. So that one stung a bunch. But like I said earlier, you know, you learn the most from those matches. So I believe that Midlands last year has helped me develop my mindset, develop you know, change into the wrestler I am now, you know, improve a bunch. You know, sometimes in Division Three, we'll see guys that come through that are that are either D1 transfers or they're they're, they're getting a second chance, a second opportunity. And uh, a guy that you wrestled in the finals, you wrestled him a couple times last year, Devin Peterson from Wartburg. Mm-hmm. He was a hammer coming out of high school, a triple yeah. crown winner, a guy that was nationally ranked. And when a guy like that shows up in your weight class in Division Three, and you're like, all right, guess what? This is a Fargo-style match. I mean, are you, you prepare, you're prepared for that type of stuff. Uh yeah, of course. Uh, I look forward to those big matchups against. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter to me how credentialed they are, how how accomplished they are. You know, if they're good, I want to wrestle them. So you know, that was definitely uh some fun matchups last year wrestling with him. You know, some people also think that you know a lot of the d- development comes from from good coaching. Obviously, that's true from any level. But where have you developed and improved as a wrestler since going to Wabash? Everywhere, you know. Uh. Yeah, that's a hard question. That's uh, everywhere, you know, just I'd say in every aspect, uh, just learning, learning on my own with the coaches, uh, opportunities Coach Anderson has given to me, you know, being able to wrestle for Titan Mercury at Junior Nationals over the summer and Junior World Team Trials, being able to go to the Olympic Training Center and wrestle with some of the top athletes in the world, you know, just being a student of the sport and being able to see see and wrestle with guys who've done it and just pick their brain and just pick little things like that and also I'm I'm like a flow wrestling and YouTube fanatic you know I'll look at matches all the time and just watch and pick up technique and so I mean it's all part of it you know so I don't know a bunch of things so how many how many times have people come up to you and be like all right hey you know what uh, if you really want to challenge yourself you should have gone division one. I I hear it all the time. Uh, you gotta hate that actually. question too, right? Especially even even at Wabash, yeah, I'll hear it all the time. Like, why'd you even go here? It's like, well, I like it here. I love it here. It's awesome. So, you know, I just kind of got to give them the the lowdown about it sometimes. But yeah, I, I hear that. I hear it's it's going away a little now, but th- yeah. Do you, do, you, do you find you love the sport more now that obviously in Division Three, it's, you know, wrestling isn't 100% life, even though, you know, you're a wrestler through and through. It gives you the opportunity mm-hmm. to do some other things. I mean, if, I'm sure if you wanted to play football, you could you could have gone out for the football team or things of that nature. <laughs> well, our football team's pretty good right now. We're undefeated, just uh, Drew Albion in the playoffs. But, yeah, I mean, definitely I've I developed that love for the sport in high school. But, you know, it's definitely – grown immensely over the past two going on my third year here at Wabash so you know what I one way I look at it kind of is I see a bunch of D1 wrestlers or people who have wrestled D1 and after they're done they look so burnt out and they just say man it was just the toughest thing and kind of a different perspective here it's it's not really like that here you know we we get breaks from time to time it's not all out you know crazy all the time even though for me I kind of push myself so it is but you know i'm not i'm not ever burnout i'm not anything like that that some of those other uh divisions might experience so i kind of see that as an advantage who did you look look up to as a wrestler growing up uh my brothers definitely 
And I guess, you know, always the big names like the Kale Sanderson's and all those athletes, but my brothers are probably my biggest. Now, what's one thing about Division Three wrestling that uh, obviously with your brothers wrestling there before you, you kind of knew about it coming in. What was one thing that surprised you the most about the level of competition when you got there? Um, the biggest change is you just got to wrestle in every position. And that's that's different from high school to college and then from across division levels. You know, you just got to keep wrestling and keep wrestling. And the biggest thing that was a shocker to me was the length of the season my freshman year. I just remember at the end of the year I was I was pretty banged up and just at the length of the season. So that was another thing, too. It was a long, grueling season, but it was fun. You know, you guys have kind of carved out a legacy there, and I, I think the joke was going around that if, if uh, the Lefevre brothers were their own team, they would have finished uh, like like fifth at the NCAAs. But uh, from a team standpoint, that's like, no, 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 don't talk about that. We're, we're yeah. Wabash. We're the little giants here. We're, we're exactly. a team. Yep. Um, yeah. Couldn't have said it better right there. We're a team, little giants. All right. Now, what about the singlet? Uh, designs there that Brian's thrown out over the years because <laughs> there's been some cool ones and there's been some pretty hideous ones. What are your thoughts when when you guys come out with like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna wear this? We're really we're going we're going candy stripe it. People think our singlets are hideous. I, 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 when Greg Rhodes was out there wrestling, I saw one at D three Nationals. Like, oh, what are you thinking, Anderson? And then you guys got the uh, you know the piping with the the solid red with the white stripe. That's pretty sharp. But that uh, yeah, that uh, barber pole thing, one. man. That barber pole thing, man. That's that's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Anderson was a baseball player growing up, so that probably has a little bit to do with it. But uh, I like all our singlets, and those pinstripe ones, those are the most comfortable ones that we can wear. So I like wearing those from time to time. <laughs> well, I would say that I, I don't have to wear singlets anymore, but my Halloween photo got circulated around on social I media. I saw that. So yep, that's that's <laughs> that was uh, yeah, that was unfortunate. But so I can, I'll probably have to end the singlet talk here, and let's let's just drift <laughs> on as as it relates to to the education you're getting there at Wabash. Obviously, you'd mentioned it's not as a super grind as compared to Division One, but and you're getting these opportunities. What what are you majoring in, and what are you looking to do after you get done with wrestling at in the college level? I'm majoring in uh, English, creative writing, and uh, you know what? Maybe definitely do something along the lines of wrestling. Maybe continue to wrestle. haven't really thought it through completely yet, but starting to. Um, definitely do something along the lines of wrestling. Maybe teach and coach. Maybe just train. Maybe just coach. I mean, I think options are still a little open as of now. I'm not fully decided, so... Something along the lines of wrestling, though, definitely. Yeah, and you talked about competing for for Titan Mercury at the uh, you know Night World Wrestling Junior Championships and the trials and yep. whatnot. Uh, you know the the Olympics. I mean, how how much of a goal is that for you to make the Olympic team in freestyle? Um, it's starting to become more of a goal. You know, after seeing someone like Kyle Snyder win it win the world uh, in September, you know, <clears throat> it definitely. Uh, you're like, oh, crap, I can do it, you know. So um, it's it's a process of I'm starting to think about it. You talk about the opportunities that you got there at Wabash. Obviously, the Eastern Michigan Opens where you beat Kenny Quartz. And uh, I know that uh, Nebraska Kearney coach Mark Bauer, uh, Division II school, uh, had uh, Tervel Delagnev, who's made you know Olympic team. He's multi- won multiple mm-hmm. world medals. He said, it is, as, as a coach, he said the only thing he can't give you as an athlete is a Division One national title. What are some things that Coach Anderson and the staff there have been able to, to give the athletes here at Wabash something that's just beyond what people assume to be just only Division Three wrestling? 
Oh, geez. Um, uh, pretty. I feel like it's pretty much what Terrell said there, you know? Everything other than the label of a Division One national champion, you know? We have a bunch of training opportunities, you know, like I said, freshman year, I, I got to go out to the Olympic Training Center for World Team Camp, for the Senior World Team Camp. Last year, I got to go out a couple times for the Junior World Team Camp and some other camps and stuff. So, I mean, the opportunity to wrestle with all those guys is still there. We get to go to Division One tournaments, wrestle at Midlands. The opportunity is still there, but he, I don't know, man. He can provide a bunch of things. I got to wrestle Junior Nationals. I'll uh, wrestle first spot on the world team. So, I mean, he's provided, he's fulfilled and gone above, gone above and beyond everything I've expected or thought he was ever going to do. You know, it's such a blessing to have a, uh, coaches like I do here as it comes to this season obviously the targets on your back obviously no everybody knows you're a proven commodity across all levels now what what are the goals coming in and how, how are you going to try to you know follow through on those goals with people that are just ready to knock you off every chance they get um just continue to have fun and improve um got to keep it simple and uh <clears throat> go out and wrestle hard and have fun I mean I have some goals this year that I want to accomplish at Midlands that I didn't accomplish last year and just process goals and training will help me keep, uh, keep in line, stay focused. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really look at it as I'm being hunted, you know, so I don't really have that emotional drag that I've had before. Um, my, men- my mentality's kind of changed a little bit. Uh, it's more about being the best wrestler I can be having fun and just improving. And I know if, I'm I'm well prepared through my training, through everything my coaches have put me through. I know that when I step on the mat that it's going to be a war if someone wants to beat me. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to wrestling at all these tournaments and just continue to wrestle. You know, I don't, I don't look at it any other way, really. How are you handling this season? You're, you know, you're first in the lineup without your two brothers. Um, it's a little different. And the fact that they don't wrestle in the duels and meets with us, but, you know, they're still here every day. I see them pretty much every day as much as I would when they were on the team. So I still get to wrestle with them every day. We work out together, lift together. So everything's pretty much the same other than that they don't strap up and put on the singlet with us when you have to. So that's a little different, but uh, I don't know. Now, as it relates to kind of the, the, the pitch here as far as Division Three wrestling goes, you've already talked about how, how you know, you've enjoyed the experience. What are some things that you might have for uh, high school wrestlers, maybe former teammates of yours or kids that are coming out of uh, Fort Wayne Carroll that might be looking, that might be getting a, a small look, Division One, Division Two, and then like, well, hey, you know, th- there's there's plenty of options here in Division Three. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, the, it's a hard thing to say i guess right now but um you know the biggest thing i could say is that we i have fun competing here i'm I'm so glad that i chose to come here and that i've been given these opportunities and being able to compete against the best guys and being able to contend for a national title with a team beside me the whole time you know that's that's the that was the my favorite part of last year not not wrestling in the finals with my brothers but being up on the stage getting that third place team trophy and you know that's one of the best parts where you can come to a school like Wabash get a top of the line education and then compete in athletics and compete for a national title year in and year out so 
the, to me, it was an easy choice, especially with my brothers going here. And I'd uh, I'd tell anybody looking to wrestle in college that uh, you need to come check out Wabash. Yeah. So how many more Lefevers would it have taken to knock off Augsburg and Wartburg? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I'm not a math guy. So, <laughs> but uh, Riley, it's been good talking to you here on the uh, Ice Hour D3 Wrestling Podcast. And looking forward to watching you wrestle the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Pleasure. And now on the Ice Hour, we're going to be talking with the new head coach at Greensboro College at the brand new program at Greensboro College, home of the pride. It's Eric Wentz. Coach Wentz in his first season. A little background, a Gardner-Webb graduate was the first NCAA Division I qualifier at Gardner-Webb. And having been the son of a coach, your your dad, Dick, coached at Gardner-Webb for almost a century, it would seem. But uh, when it comes to wrestling coaching, before we talk about the program, it was, was was being a wrestling coach something that kind of came natural being the son of a wrestling coach? Yeah, you know, you know, just growing up around the around the program at Gardner Webb, you know, I just saw the kind of impact that he had on a lot of people and, and you know, you know, as I transitioned from, you know, junior high to high school, it just it seemed like the perfect fit for me. And uh, you know, I knew as soon as I got into Gardner Webb what my track was gonna be and it was always to be a coach and to, you know, get to the highest level possible and so, you know, started out, you know, at the high school and built up to Davidson and then now now here at Greensboro College. So it's, it's definitely was 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 my game plan once I got to Gardner Webb. A lot of growth in Division Three with new programs popping up and a lot of them in the south, of course, in that particular uh, that that southeast mid Atlantic region. Hampton Sydney started a program. Southern Virginia's team has moved from a club to a varsity program. Huntington down in Alabama. So we're seeing the growth. But from a coaching standpoint, when you're coming from a Division One uh, coaching aspect and, and there's an opportunity for Division Three, what made you give Division Three a look and say, "All right, Greensboro College, brand new program, let's give this thing a shot." You know, it was really about being able to build something from the ground up. And, uh, you know, the school was, was, was fully behind it. And, you know, one of the things I told myself was if it was, if it, if it was just going to be kind of, you know, throw it together, piece it together as we go, it was going to be tough. But, but, you know, they're fully behind it. And when, when they told me what their goal was and, and, and their plan, you know, for, you know, like a three to five year plan when it comes to, you know, building the, 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 the number of guys on the roster and stuff, I was, you know, it was just something that, that I think was definitely going to be a challenge, but, something that I wanted to kind of attach my name to, you know, you know, when I look back 20 years from now, you know, wherever I am, if I'm still here, if I'm somewhere else, you know, I want to look back and say, you know, that, that, that was a great opportunity. And I, and, and I brought in a bunch of guys who had a, a positive impact on the campus and, and, you know, was able to build it from the ground up with a, with a great group of guys in that first couple of years. Yeah, look at the roster. The first year, your, your roster doesn't seem to be very big right now. This is something you had to experience at Davidson with the uh, rigid academic requirements at mm-hmm. Davidson. But, uh, you know, did that, has that helped you in, in order to try to bring people in? You're like, all right, well, you know, we don't have a huge roster right now, but we can get there. We've I, I've gone through this before. Yeah, you know, you know, and, and learning how to deal with individual kids, you know, when you're when you have a small group like that, it definitely helps. Uh, you know, like you know, if we're looking at the, the Davidson aspect and the things I'm bringing from there to here is, you know, the flexibility when it comes to the, the academic grind that they're dealing with, and and uh, you know, you know, doing some individual time and then adjusting your schedule so that you know they're not missing class and this, you know, they've got schoolwork and stuff. That's that's something I'm really stressing to when I'm going out and recruiting is. 
is that, you know, we, I am flexible when it comes to the academic side of things, because you are here to be a student athlete first. And I'm stressing that no matter, no matter where I've been. So, you know, we're just, we're really pushing the, the, the flexibility, you know, but we're still, we're still training, you know, you're still going to train like a collegiate wrestler, you know, but you know, if we have to do a separate workout for a guy, cause he's got a test or a paper due at 6 PM, and he's got to finish it up, then, then that's what we got to do. So, you know, we're, we're being very flexible, but still emphasizing that you are a collegiate wrestler and we're going to train like a collegiate program. It's a lot of college wrestling programs in North Carolina, the second most in Division One. You've got a couple of Division Two teams. You've also got, you know, you, you guys in Division Three. And when, when it comes to building a roster, I'm, I'm looking at it. You've got most of your kids are from North Carolina, which, uh, you know, here and there has got guys that perform at the highest level. But for the most part, it's kind of an, an underserved population, even though there's a bunch of Division One uh, schools within the state. What are some things that you go down to the, the North Carolina coaches that obviously you've, you've been there for a long time, you know, you have the relationships but where's the sales pitch be like hey yeah we're division three we don't we're not a scholarship uh situation but uh here hey give us a shot you know i just really stress the uh you know that there are a lot of guys in north carolina that you know maybe three years from now can be can be a division one starter you know but they're gonna how much experience are they gonna get right out of the gate when if they go to a big time program, you know, the ACC Southern conference schools where, you know, they're trying to win conference titles and have all Americans and national champions, you know, and, you know, we're trying to do the same thing here. You know, it's just the opportunity to, to compete right away. You know, you know, you get the whole four year experience, you know, of getting on the mat and, you know, it, it's just, it's such a great fit for a lot of North Carolina kids because, you know, you know, while we are getting better, there's just, you know, from a division one standpoint, it, there's, there's not a whole personally, I don't think there's a whole lot of division one caliber of guys that can go in and, and start right away for the division one programs. Now, if you want to go in and, and have that division one experience, then, then that's, that's, that's awesome. You know, but you know, you, the sales pitch for division three in, in our area is the opportunity to compete right away for four years, you know, cause we're hitting a lot of the opens and, and you're still going to get the matches, you know, but you know, it's not going to be the daily grind of the division one room and then not see the, the 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 benefit of, of of you know getting as many matches as you know division three you know it's it's a lot of a lot of multi dual events and 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 a lot less travel and you know because we're not we're not traveling all over the country we're we're traveling within our region and then finally for the national championships but you know it's really just the fact that it's such a great fit for a lot of these North Carolina kids when it comes to the opportunity to compete right out of the gate. You know, having been a wrestler at then when Gardner Webb was Division Two and then transitioning to Division One, you you made the decision to go. Obviously, well, with your dad coaching, it was kind of easy to go to Gardner Webb, but you, you didn't go directly to Division One. The school became Division One down the line. But uh, from an athletic standpoint, you can actually you relate to these athletes. Like, look, hey, I'm 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 a college head coach. Uh, you know, I had a pretty good career. Now. I chose a Division II school, which, you know, obviously the byproduct was they moved up. But you made that decision, and you, that's something you can sell to the athletes. Say, look, you know, I, I, I chose a different division. Absolutely. You know, you know and, you know, we had, it was in the, in the works when I decided to go there. My brother was already there. He was two years ahead of me. And, you know, he was, he was better than I was. He was a better student athlete than I was. He was a 4.0 all through college. And he chose that division two program because he knew the impact he could have at division two. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like what I'm selling with these guys is, you know, we've, we've seen, we've been in multiple divisions and, and I've been there and experienced it firsthand. And, you know, 
you know, the impact that a lot of these kids can have on a national level, the division three level, you know, is, is, is far greater than, than, you know, you know, trying to beat out multiple time PA, Ohio, New Jersey state champs, you know, the division one programs, you know, you can really have an impact on the, on the, on the national level and have some pretty good success and really leave a, leave, leave a name for yourself when, uh, when you're done with your collegiate career. What did you know about division three before taking the job at Greensboro? Not a whole lot. Uh, I knew that the amount of contact I could have with the guys was pretty limited. Uh, you know, you know, we're, the thing I'm stressing to my guys now is we're essentially six weeks or eight weeks behind the division one and division two guys who that's the only people we've wrestled first semester so far. Uh, you know, you know, and, and you know, I picked a lot of brains, you know, I, I, I was on the phone with Nate Yetzer a lot. We were texting constantly, you know, cause he's, you know, you know, he was in my, he was in my shoes three or four years ago with the Ferrum program. And, um, you know, talking to my buddy Scott Honecker up at Williams, picking his brain on, on, you know, how do I approach this? You know, what are my, what are my recruiting tools? And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, and they were super helpful when it comes to, you know, where do I go from here now? And, and cause you know, I'm used to the division one cause I've been involved with division one for quite a while. You know, as soon as you guys get on campus a week and a half later, you're, you're grinding it out in the room and with division three, you know, and, you know, you're not really able to do that until a certain date. And, you know, you know, and then, you know, it's just, it was, a, it was really the hard part was wrapping my around, wrapping my mind around not being able to get my hands on guys until late into the first semester. So, you know, once I got, once I got adjusted with that, I, it was all good. You know, when you got the job, obviously the, the announcement came out and yeah, about, about a year that they announced it. But uh, as far as the timetable goes from when you got hired to when you had to start making the schedule to start recruiting, I mean, how, how, how fast and furious was that? Oh man, it was crazy. Uh, I think uh, the announcement was made the week of the North Carolina state tournament was when it was made. And as soon as as soon as we were done with the NCAA championships at Davidson, and uh, that next within a week and a half, I was commuting from Charlotte to Greensboro, and really just you know hitting it hitting the ground running trying to trying to recruit guys, and, and there were already people interested, which was great, and you know a couple of the bigger names were already decided. You know, they were just waiting to see who got the job before they signed on the dotted line with with admissions, but. You know, it was it was 100 miles an hour, just hitting every tournament I could hit. Plus, you know, still doing all my my uh, USA wrestling duties as, as a state chairman. I was in Fargo. I was in, at, in Oklahoma at the junior duels. And, you know, just hitting every little local tournament I could. And, you know, it was just it was it was kind of a frenzy for about four or five months there. You know, between March and when when students got here in august so and it was just it was it was it was awesome i loved it but it was it was a ton of work now there's an elephant in the room when it comes to the city of greensboro there's actually two of them unc greensboro had a program in the southern conference for you know uh, a number of years they dropped it and then of course the super 32 challenge which has been the massive high school preseason tournament that brings thousands of athletes into greensboro and you know as the super 32 came and went this year how how busy were you in recruiting more so knowing that you could go home at night and sleep and then go back you can say hey you like greensboro you like it here we got a, <laughs> we got a college right down the street yeah you know it, it was busy you know we actually uh we supplied one of our mats you know the school the athletic department was kind enough to get us two brand new dolomer dolomer mats and uh so you know we furnished one of them to uh 
to the Super 32. It was front and center uh, in in the main arena, where you know you know got you know those high school coaches and kids were wrestling on it, you know, for the first day of the tournament. And then, you know, I had a, a very busy uh, day day of weigh-ins when kids were just passing through and coming through and visiting, taking tours with admissions here. We were meeting with them. They were coming and watching our, our practice that we had. And, you know, so it was, you know, it was, it was a busy weekend and uh, yeah. And, and the, the UNCG thing right across, we are literally right across the street from UNC Greensboro. So, you know, we, we really are, you know, the, that, that's where the community support comes in when you know, that all went down. It was just it was, it was the community is just all fired up about you know look what this little small school across the street's doing, and uh, you know so we, you know it's it's been a great experience dealing with the community and and their support after the UNCG dropping a few years back. Yeah, and I've actually been to Greensboro College. It's been a number of years. I think I was in high school the last time I was actually on campus there. I was actually, I was actually there for a Division three. Then then it was called the Dixie Conference. Now it's the USA South because apparently Dixie's yep. offensive to people or something like that. But <laughs> it was for the uh, the Dixie Conference volleyball tournament. And a bunch of people I went to high school with were playing at Christopher Newport. And I remember walking into this gym, and I'm like, Man, this it, it has that oh, that old time feel to it. I mean, it's just it's it's got personality. It's got some uniqueness. What about the campus? Is something that's a real draw for somebody. You know, I remember when I walked on campus first time, I was like, oh, this place is pretty cool." Comparing it yeah. to to the other other D three that I knew at the time, Christopher Newport, which doesn't have wrestling, which was kind of a commuter school at the time, and it's like, "Wow, this 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 place is cool." Yeah, you know, you know, it's it's. Yeah, I try to describe it as it's got that old Southern charm feel like you could, you know, you could be out in the middle of nowhere in, in the countryside, you know, there's some historic district, but we're right downtown Greensboro. You know, you can walk two blocks and be in the downtown, uh, downtown scenery and, and the, the high rises and stuff like that. And, you know, but when you get on campus, it's really got that nice small school, giant white columns, uh, buildings are a hundred years old, but very very nicely kept up and you know it's got that old southern charm feel without you know without being out in the middle of nowhere you know that's that's a big recruiting tool for us is that we've got that feel but we're in a very urban setting you know and and i think it's it's kind of a it's a a definitely definitely a benefit that we have over some of the other division three schools where you know you could take you an hour and a half to get to walmart you know, so, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's a great, it's a great small school, small, you know, small class size, all that good stuff. And, you know, that's what we're really selling is, is this small school feel in the downtown Greensboro area. Yeah. I'm not sure about a Walmart here. Cause I live about 12 minutes from Augsburg, but uh, I know a target's relatively close. So probably 10 minutes depending <laughs> on the traffic, but yeah. yeah. When we go through your experiences as an athlete and as a coach, and obviously being the son of a coach, what are some things that you've leaned on on your dad to to maybe get give you some advice when basically you're starting up a program from scratch, and basically he kind of had to do the same thing with the transition because when there's a transition from D two to D one, there's a lot of atrophy, there's you know attrition with athletes like all right, I'm, I'm going somewhere else. I mean, so basically he had to build a program there after having built it before. What are some things that you've you've learned from him over the years or, or pull his ear about? Oh man, I mean, I talked to him at least twice a week. Uh, I, I I make the phone call home. You know, he was here for our. You know, we had our first home match actually against Davidson last Thursday, and he he and my my mom drove all the way up here, and you know, we commiserate constantly on, you know how you know you know you know from your experience, how do I deal with this situation? How do I deal with an athlete who's who's going through this? And and uh, you know, 
you know, and a lot, what you know, a lot of people forget is, you know, when when my dad first got to Gardner Webb, they were actually NAIA, and he had about six guys on the team, and he took that program from NAIA to Division two to Division one and built it up. You know, and Coach Elliott's doing a great job now, kind of building off of off of that philosophy that you know in you know they got 30 40 guys on the roster and you know they got a huge facility and you know so i'm really using that in looking back on that and how he did that how he built it from naia with six guys to you know division one when i was there we had 25 30 guys and and uh you know you know you know what steps did he take you know you know how did he deal with certain situations and you know the kind of people that he recruited that were necessary to help build that program. And, 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 uh, I think early on it was, it was definitely a huge benefit to, to see that kind of growth and see the kind of effort really that it takes, uh, you know, from the coach and from his coaching staff to make it happen. And that's where I'm really thankful to, to be around him for those 23 years that he was there at Gardner Webb. Yeah, looking at your roster size, and you talk about taking you know Dick's team going from six to to what it is now, or when he retired, which seemed like uh, not that long ago, even though it's been <laughs> been a while. It's like because yeah. he you know just like just like you and Fargo, he's out in Fargo officiating, mm-hmm. uh, still doing that. But year one, you, you didn't expect probably a huge roster. What are you doing as far as you know? There's there's going to be situations you don't have a lot of depth. Year two. What do you expect to get this roster up to? What do you what What does your administration want to see your roster size ultimately be? Yeah, the goal is is to to double this year's roster size for next year. Um, you know, I think we've got some talented kids. You know, you look at our roster, we got guys. You know, unfortunately, he's hurt right now. Casey Hutchison, who uh, you know came in from App State. Uh, you know, but he was University Greco All American, three time High School All American, three time two two time state champ. You know, and then Drew Turner, one twenty five pounder who took a year off. You know, four time Virginia Beach High School All American, three time state champ. So you got guys like that. That you know, when I when I think when people see that those guys are having success, that 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 that's going to be a big building tool for us. You know, and 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 we're really just pumping up the fact that you know. You know we can do it with North Carolina guys, and you know the 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 school is, is definitely firmly behind it. And you know you know they've given us a space, and and they expect us to outgrow that space within a year. And uh, you know so we have all the tools in place, I think. And and when we get that roster size to 25 or 30 guys, which I think is the perfect number for this size school. You know the competition is going to pick up in the room, and and you know we got guys that are you know looking to come south from up north, and and uh, you know it's just it's it's going to be a great opportunity for a lot of guys, and and when we get that roster size up where it needs to be, the school, you know the the president, you know they actually just sent me an email the other day about you know you know you're definitely on the right track, keep doing what you're doing, and 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 uh, you know so you know when we got that kind of support from the president of the college, you know I think there's there's no doubt that we, when we get this roster size up next year to where it needs to be, we're going to, we're going to surprise some people. So that's my plan. So are you the, you the only coach on staff right now? I'm the only full-time coach. I have two assistant coaches, volunteer guys. Actually, one just walked in Shane Miller. Uh, he was a local guy who worked with me a lot with the, the USA wrestling national teams uh, out in Oklahoma and Fargo. And then, uh, and then we have Robert Hoy, who's a local police officer here in Greensboro and was at UNCG and graduated the year before they dropped. And he's working mainly with my heavyweights. And, you know, we actually, for only having 13 or 14 guys on our roster, we actually have three heavyweights right now, which is 
kind of shocking. So, you know, it's great to have him in the room. He can, you know, these guys get in there and wrestle and drill it pretty much every day with, with somebody. So, you know, having those two guys and we got a couple, don't be shocked if we have a couple big names added to our volunteer list who have recently moved to the area and uh, we'll be getting hands on as much as they can. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave that little teaser out there. Now, when it comes to to creating a culture of winning, obviously right now, first year, you're going to take your lumps. I mean, this is something that's, that's typical with brand new startup programs and, you know, you're not going to be able to hit, you know, you can hit the ground running in terms of the program, but, you know, the wins and the individual successes, they they will take a little while. Like you, you'd mentioned uh, Nate Yetzer up at Ferrum. I mean, he did have one qualifier their first year. What were, what, what are the goals for this year? And what are the five-year goals for this program? You know, this year, you know, we really amped it up first semester and I prepared the guys for that. You know, we've seen, you know, we hit the Citadel open, you know, a lot of freshmen and red shirts there. And, and, and then we hit UNC Pembroke with, with, with a lot of tough D2 guys with Newberry and Pembroke being there. And, you know, and, and now we're getting ready to get into our D3 portion of our schedule. You know, so, you know, you know, as long as we are healthy coming out of that, I feel like, you know, we can, you know, the way we built the schedule up, you know, we're going to definitely take our lumps. You know, but I also build it up, you know, hoping that, you know, we can see some success with some with some hard fought wins against some of these other young programs. Um, you know, we're looking um, my goal is to have have at least one or two guys go to the national tournament this year. I think we can definitely make that happen. And uh, you know, from a five year plan, build that roster up, get some depth and uh, you know, you know, start competing for that that, you know, top spot in our in our national qualifier tournament and getting you know, five, six guys in nationals. I think that's, you know, if we do that within five years, I think we're going to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. And, you know, and still having guys, you know, you know, who are diligent in the classroom and making sure they're doing what they're doing there. Cause like I said before, you know, you're here to be a student athlete first. We once, once, once you're, once your grades are where they need to be, you know, you know, then the wrestling will, will take care of itself. So, you know, it's really just build it up, you know, make it, make it have a positive impact on the on the campus and the community and really just put out a good product for the fans within the next five years. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.